0: Chapter 22. You can find it on page 22 of your Pew Bible. It's the first 19 verses where Abraham is tested. Sometime later, God tested Abraham. He said to him, Abraham, here I am, he replied. Then God said, Take your son. Your only son, Isaac, whom you love, and go to the region of Moriah. Sacrifice him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains I will tell you about. Early the next morning, Abraham got up and saddled his donkey. He took with him two of his servants and his son, Isaac. When he had cut enough wood for the burnt offering, he set out for the place God had told him about. On the third day, Abraham looked up and saw the place in the distance. He said to his servants, Stay here with the donkey while I and the boy go over there. We will worship and then we will come back to you. Abraham took the wood for the burnt offering and placed it on his son Isaac, and he himself carried the fire and the knife. As the two of them went on together, Isaac spoke up and said to his father Abraham, Father, Yes, my son, Abraham replied, the fire and the wood are here, Isaac said, but where is the lamb for the burnt offering? Abraham answered, God himself will provide the lamb for the burnt offering, my son. And the two of them went on together. When they reached the place God had told him about, Abraham built an altar there and arranged the wood on it. He bound his son Isaac and laid him on the altar on top of the wood. Then he reached out his hand and took the knife to slay his son But the angel of the Lord called out to him from heaven, Abraham, Abraham. Here I am, he replied. Do not lay a hand on the boy, he said. Do not do anything to him. Now I know that you fear God. Because you have not withheld from me your son, Your only son. Abraham looked up, and there in a thicket he saw a ram caught by its horns. He went over and took the ram and sacrificed it as a burnt offering instead of his son. So Abraham called that place the Lord will provide. And to this day, it is said, on the mountain of the Lord, it will be provided. The angel of the Lord called to Abraham from heaven a second time and said, I swear by myself, declares the Lord, that because you have done this and have not withheld your son, your only son, I will surely bless you. And make your descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky and as the sand on the seashore. Your descendants will take possession of the cities of their enemies. And through your offspring, all nations on earth will be blessed because you have obeyed me. Then Abraham returned to his servants and they set off together for Beersheba. And Abraham stayed in Beersheba. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. God.
1: This is uh, my new toy. It's actually not mine, but it belongs to uh, my son-in-law, Joff, And uh, it's probably lying around in the garage where my grandson, Henry, loves to go playing. And one of the things that I am really fearful about is that Henry might uh, fancy doing a bit of cutting out, as he likes to do. And he might get hold of this and give it a good go with a hedge trimmer instead. I hope that my son would uh, be alert to that fact and be able to exchange uh, the hedge trimmer for a proper pair of children's scissors which would be a very creative thing to use and not a destructive thing to use. The principle of replacement is something that all good parents know a great deal about. And God, as our Heavenly Father, practices that principle of replacement day after day after day by giving us that which creates and brings safety and life, rather than letting us play with things that potentially could destroy if we're not old enough and wise enough, as it were, to know how to handle them. I'll just put this down for a moment. I'm also going to move this over here, which will be to the joy of our sound team, because it's on the cross that says this is where the microphone goes. getting some thumbs up. So we won't have the little feedback issues. The nature of God is one who provides. The Lord provides. Jehovah Jireh. And I learned that lesson when I was quite young. The age of these young men who were speaking to us earlier. In those days, I thought being a Christian disciple was about obeying God. I was quite naive, I suppose. You grow out of these sort of things in time, don't you? And you don't get quite so radical as you get older. But in those days, I was a radical disciple. And I obeyed God's voice to do something that I thought was very strange. Because for many months, I'd been saving up for one of those, you've got to remember this is in the late 70s, uh, a ghetto blaster. Something like the one that might be on the screen. This is a modern one. But in those days, you know what it was like? You have them round your ears and everything else and you, and you could play it through your sound system and absolutely deafen the neighbours. Well, I thought my parents would be fine. They'd just pay for that. They thought, no, if you want to get one thing, something like that, you've got to pay for it yourself. Go and get a job. So I got a job in Northern Dairies putting endless pallets of empty milk bottles down the line to be washed and put milk into. Well, the holiday savings from that job was enough to enable me to buy this ghetto blaster, brand new. I was so thrilled with it, and I played it all the time. It was mine, I'd save for it, and it was nobody else's. Until, in my time of prayer, I really clearly sensed God saying, Joe, I want you to sell that ghetto blaster. I don't know whether he used the word ghetto blaster, but certainly he said, I want you to sell it. And I thought, oh no. I can't believe it. But as I said, in those days, I thought being a disciple was about obeying God. And so I did. Put it in the advert in the North Wales Weekly News or something in Colwyn Bay then. And somebody rang up and said, can I come around and have a look at it? They looked at it. They thought, great, yeah, we'll buy that. Thank you very much. It's, it's really practically new, isn't it? So off they went with it and I felt a huge sense of loss, and yet also a sense of, I've done what God wanted me to do. Two days later, the phone went, and it was this same guy. Jonathan, he said, I'm really sorry about this, but the ghetto blaster that you said me, uh, sold me is not compatible with the sound system that I want to use for it is there any chance that you could have it back and I'll pay you the same as what I gave for it? And I thought for less than half a second and I said, yes, that would be lovely, thank you very much. Because what I had learnt in that moment, those two days, I learnt an incredible lesson that God had taught me about the principle of replacement, That he had enabled me by his spirit to let go of something that I thought was mine and receive from him the gift of trust that was his to give. And I had the ghetto blaster back as well. I didn't see it then as mine, but as a gift from the Lord. And I've never, ever forgotten that. And it's helped me to keep on trusting God and as much as I possibly can to obey God when I hear his voice or I read in his word that which resonates. And I want to say, Lord, I know that obeying and trusting you is the right way to live my life, and I want to do that radically. Give me grace to do so. It was an incredibly formative thing in my learning to live the life as a disciple of Christ. That is as nothing compared to what we read. About with Abraham. But the same principle was going on, I believe. The way in which, in Genesis 22, God puts Abraham to the test. He tests and sharpens up his capacity to trust the God who he knew as Yahweh. The God revealed as the one who was his father and wanted the best for him. And though he could not. Comp- In any way, understand, I'm sure, this strange command to go and sacrifice your son Isaac. He went ahead and took steps to do that. He placed himself in the position of a servant. When God called him Abraham, he said, here am I. And he listened and he obeyed and he went ahead. He even on the road worshipped God worshipping God in the midst of this huge turmoil when nothing made sense, when he thought the most terrible thing was going to happen. And he continued to be faithful to God, not because of who he was, but because of who God was. And Isaac even says to him, you know, I've got the the wood and the coals and everything for the fire, for the sacrifice. Where's the lamb? Abraham says, statement of faith. God will provide jehovah jireh and just at that point where god saw what abraham was doing he was willing to go all the way through and he drew his knife to be slaying the child god spoke to him and called to him abraham abraham and again he said i'm your servant here i am and Rembrandt captures this incredible moment on, the, on the, in his painting of this very scene, where he speaks of there Abraham just about he catches hold of his hand, and the knife drops to the floor, and Isaac is saved, and a lamb, a ram in the thicket, is provided in, for sacrifice instead of his own son. Now I know that the Lord will provide. He named that place, the Lord will provide. And God's promise as he entered into what God had for him was to be a blessing to nations, and through him all nations would be blessed. And the principle that we see at work here is that sacrificial giving results in great blessing. Sacrificial giving results in great blessing. It is never a loss when we give sacrificially. Give sacrificing ourselves and our own wants for God's sake. And our needs for God's provision. Trusting God, putting God first is always the way to obedience And it enables us to experience the joy and freedom and the future that God has for us as his people. And as we consider what God might be calling us to sacrifice and to give, we can do so knowing that God will provide for us as we put him first. That's why, for example, when we have that fear of money and the lack of money, It's something that God wants to replace with trust in God's provision. When we think about our giving to God and his work, whether it's through CAP or whether it's through the church's life and the mission of God in the world, as we put God first, as we practice the discipline of tithing, we set aside the first 10% of our income. That's the biblical principle that the Bible teaches us to set aside first, the first 10%. That's the best we can give. Some people are able to do far more than that. And we as a church practice that, as we give the first 10% of our income to our mission organizations, including Christians Against Poverty. We set that aside, and in our budget, we say, that's, that's, that's given, that's a given. Now we're going to work and live off the rest. And God provides, as people are obedient to that call, and as we do that in our giving, we are released into the joy and the freedom of knowing that God is the one who will meet every need that we have. And he will replace worry with trust. He will replace fear with love. And he will enable us to learn to live a life that honors God with everything that we have and places into his hands our futures. Let's be still as we just reflect for a moment, and you may want to just take a, a moment to look at those cards that you have in front of you, uh, where we think about how we can possibly apply what we've been thinking about this morning, what we've heard already, and what we will do. What is God saying to us through this great story of Abraham and Isaac? What is God wanting us to appreciate more fully when we think of him as Jehovah Jireh and what might we do differently as we go forward. Thanks God, just uh, reminding you of something you want to capture on those cards then please just write it down. Take those cards home with you and continue to pray them through. What does it mean to be a radical disciple of Jesus who walks with the God who provides? As we come to sing in a moment, we are conscious that God has provided the ultimate gift, the gift of of Jesus, and the divine replacement of our, our weakness with his strength, our sinfulness with his forgiveness, and that whatever happens in our lives, we can still bless him and be a blessing to others, because the God of Abraham is our God. We want to serve with our whole lives, everything that we are and have. So let's stand together as we sing.